It is through sharing our experiences and listening to the experience of others that we connect with each other and recognize that though lonely the road of life may appear, we are truly not alone. As we connect through our experiences, in a way, we offer support and inspiration to those on a similar journey to the ones we have traveled and continue to try. Welcome to Lived Experiences with Nads and Sugar, where we share the experiences of ourselves and those of our guests. Through these stories, we hope to connect, support, and inspire. everyone hello welcome to another episode or second episode of lived experiences with nuts and sugar but unfortunately sugar will not be here with us today she should be here for our next episode but she's not here today and i'll do my best to represent her well we're here with miss dana shade mackintosh hi dana hi <laughs> okay so Dana will be talking to us about surviving or at least living with trigeminal neuralgia. And you may need a little time to swallow that or get a grasp of what I just said. So it's trigeminal neuralgia. To some of you, it's a new term, almost new to me as well. So you're not alone. Dana, uh, let me just give you a little background on what trigeminal neuralgia is based on my research. So it is a disease that unleashes pain on one side of the face or half of the face, right? It affects the trigeminal nerve. And this nerve is located just behind the ear and uh, stretches or spreads across to the cheeks the jaws, the lips, and the nose. It uh, is generally characterized because of the pain uh, that patients or persons who are diagnosed with it feel. All right, so we're here with Miss Dana Shea McIntosh, a soon-to-be graduate of the University of the West Indies, Western Jamaica campus. Hello again, Dana, how are you? I am good, how are you? <laughs> I am great. I am great. It's good to see you. Haven't seen you virtually in a while. So it's very good to see you. Yes, and thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's unfortunate that Sugar is not here. But of course, right. I thank you. <laughs> yes, but I thank you so much for coming. So Dana, the word is a bit or the phrase or the term is a bit new. It's a bit funny, difficult to pronounce. But mm -hmm. I did a little practice. When you heard this term for the first time, what was your reaction like, if you can remember? So um, the first time I heard about this term, mm -hmm. this disease, chronic pain, it wasn't from a doctor. So a friend okay. in, in 2018, thereabouts, um, he knew that I was feeling the pain and I always talked to him about it. And he sent a poster with the symptoms and the triggers and all of that. And he said trigeminal neuralgia. So I was like, who? You know, That's, it's not diabetes, yes. it's not cancer, trigeminal <laughs> neuralgia. So I went on Google and I Googled it and I realized that the same triggers and the symptoms and everything, it aligned with what I have 
So I was like, God, what is this? Try geminal neuralgia? Me, me not understand. Me not understand. Oh my because, God. Me not understand. Because as I told you before, mm-hmm. in 2013, when I started to feel the pain, persons, oh. well, doctors, dentists told me that it was my wisdom teeth. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I'm more than one. So wisdom oh, teeth and okay. Wait until it, you know, grow because I matured early. So I'm growing my wisdom teeth early. I was in grade eight when I started to feel the pain. So I yeah. just had to wait and all of that. So try germinal neuralgia? No, God. <laughs> it never ring a bell initially. It, I mean, it's the first time and I haven't, I don't hear persons talking about it a lot. So I'm assuming a lot of persons don't even know what it is, you know? No. So when, okay, so you started feeling the pain in 2013 and they told you, um, you're growing your wisdom teeth, so that might be causing the pain, right? But when were you actually diagnosed with this condition? So I was diagnosed in 2019. So oh, for 29. all those years, yes, for 2019. Mm-hmm. For all those years, I was told that, you know, you're just going to have to bear it because you're growing mm-hmm. your wisdom teeth. At one point in time, I visited um, some overseas, some dentists from overseas came in Jamaica. And one of them told me that um, one of the teeth at the back is bracing against my jawbone. So at that time, you know, regular persons would be worried. I was happy because I was saying, at least I know what's causing the pain. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That was 2018. That was probably 2018. They sent me to a dental surgeon. The surgeon removed it. After that, pain come back. I went to him again. He removed the next one. So basically, I'm just a take out teeth. Take out like, teeth, yeah. Them yeah. yeah, I understand. <laughs> and yes. the pain was still back. So it, it reached a point where he said that I can do, I cannot do anything uh, more for you. You need to see a neurologist. Mm-hmm. And I did in 2018, 2019, thereabouts. And I got that. So you were misdiagnosed from 2013 all the way until 2019 when you actually saw a neurologist. Okay, so you basically, so what was what was it like taking that next step to see the neurologist? So I went to her office and, uh, you know, she asked me what kind of pain I was feeling. I told her that it was like a burning or like you have a I I speak stabbing mm-hmm. you continuously or yeah. a jolt electric it, it comes in all sorts right it is mm-hmm. horrible so I told her that I was feeling that way and she asked me if I ever heard of trigeminal neuralgia I told her that somebody um told me about it before she's saying that it looks like I have this so she sent me to a sent me to do a um MRI. And MRI mm. showed nothing. Everything was completely fine. So at that point in time, I had to ask God, why? Why me? And what is happening? How did I end up with a disease that there is no cure for? And there is no specific medication for it. For because it. at the moment, I'm taking medication that epileptics take or persons with muscle conditions. So there is no oh. cure for it and there is no medication for it. I just think, wow. you know, it helps. Wow. So 
the doctor told me, the neurologist told me that, you know, it is, it, you're just going to have to live on medication mm -hmm. because that is the only thing that helps. There are other, um, you can do, like you get injections or yes. you can do um, medications, of course, and surgeries. But the surgery that is most invasive, which is microvascular decompression, she microvascular she decompression. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know of it ever being um, done in Jamaica. In Jamaica. So that means you need to go somewhere else to get it and done. I would not like to go in the details of what it is. Or even what it will cost. Okay. Even what, will, even what it will cost, you know. Healthcare is very mm -hmm. expensive, especially doing certain type of things. It's really expensive. So I can imagine that. But you said, so, so okay, when the doctor sent you to do the MRI, that was to detect the trigeminal neuralgia? Yeah, to see if anything is happening in my brain or in the nerve. Because right now I feel it in um, my upper jaw and the lower part of my jaw so mm -hmm. pain stems from my ear comes straight to my nose and underneath here so oh, she says wow. everything is clean there's no abnormality in my brain there is nothing at all that shows what's happening and what's causing it so right now it's just an overactive nerve because oh, there's so, no so cause for trigeminal neuralgia either there's no set cause. It can be a dental, a dental um, surgery gone wrong. It can be mm -hmm. a facial trauma. It can be um, a yeah. tumor. You don't have a tumor. It can be anything. And wow, wow. I mean, okay, because I was going to ask you. You know, I was going to ask you because when I was reading, I recognized that they said something about it could be a damage to the face. Probably you got hit or something. So I was going to ask if the doctor was able to tell you what exactly would have caused it or if you are able to pinpoint a particular thing. But you said you're not able to do so, you know? And thing it, is, mm -hmm. go ahead. The thing is, sorry, um, the thing is, I remember two times that I had painful. There was a time when I was in primary school, the boys were playing um, football outside. I was walking um, out of my classroom to go outside. And mm. the ball, one lick crossed my face. I remember that time, another time I was on a school trip, I think, and we were at KFC. And when I was coming out, um, the door, somebody pushed the door and it hit me across my face the same way. So I told her that I remember those school times and I asked her if, you know, if those could be... Um, be the cause of it. Yeah. And she said, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. So, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Dana. I'm really so sorry. You, you just, you just don't know what people are dealing with at all because, I mean, looking to, at you, talking to you, you know, you usually have a bubbly spirit, especially getting to know you and stuff, we laugh and talk and so on. But you just never know. You just really never know, you know? And, oh my gosh. So, so, okay. So, you, you actually found out it's trigeminal neuralgia right mm -hmm. that's and you're taking medications for it and you said it's not it's not the medications were not designed for this particular condition they're epileptic medications right how frequently do you have to take 
these medications? Take them every day. When every I was day? just diagnosed every day. So when I was just mm -hmm. diagnosed, I was taking 10 medications per day. 10 pills per day. 10 pills per and day. Wow. because after before I went to the neurologist, the, the dental surgeon I removed the, the teeth because of more than one. He gave mm -hmm. me some of the medications that the doctor, the neurologist suggested. But after a time, they stopped working. I was still feeling the pain. So when I went to the neurologist, um, she asked me what I was taking before and she suggested new ones. So at that time I was taking four different, when I just, when I was just diagnosed, I was taking about four and by that time I was taking, I was taking 10, four different tablets and I was taking 10 per day. So five in the morning and five in the night. And wow. it was not. It was it was it was not easy on the mental because yeah I have never been sick. I am not the sick one in the family. I'm not sick. I don't get I don't get cold fever, headache, nothing. So for this to just start, I'm and I'm taking 10 pills per day. Mm -hmm. After a while I had to go back to her and tell and told her that um this this is not helping my it's affecting me emotionally and mentally and we're just going to have to reduce the amount of medication that I take. I can't see this every day. I can't do this every day. So yeah. what okay so you started out with 10 10 mm -hmm. tablets per day and that's a lot because you have a headache and to take two tablets it it feels like a lot you know to take 10 tablets per day I can imagine what that feels like for you. But you said that's how you started out. So when you went back to her, what did she, what adjustment did she make as it relates to the dosage? So um, we had to do some, um, she had to ask some questions like, what tablets um, I think are helping the most? Mm -hmm. And out of the four, I chose two. One, because it helps me to sleep because person with trigeminal neurology, I don't sleep. We have issues sleeping. We can't eat all the time. We can't talk, sing, brush our teeth, wash our face. Everything that we do triggers the pain. Move, everything that we do triggers the pain. So I told her the one that helps me to sleep and the one that actually helps the pain. So she gave me the two. No, I'm supposed to be taking four, but pills are expensive, tablets are expensive. So right now I'm buying the least expensive one and it's helping. So I'm taking two per day until two I'm per day. buying the other one to take Buy it. Buy the other ones. Okay, I understand. And what 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 what's the cost of the tablets like? All right. So without my health cards, Tegretol is a and this is a price from 2019. So obviously it has... Would have increased, right. Mm -hmm. So Tegretol is $7,667 for one month, for the one month right. duration. And the mm -hmm. trauma set is $9,227. But with the help of my health cards, I'm able to reduce it. It reduces it to a significant amount. So right now I'm paying... For the Tegretol, I'm paying about $1,500, and for the trauma, it will be $4,000 something. Okay. It's very expensive, really expensive, you know. 
Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> all right. So I want to ask you though, if you, you, you are taking the medications now, right? And you're taking, you're no longer, you're not taking the four as was stipulated. You're taking two because of, you know, price reasons and so on, the cost mm -hmm. of it. What is the two managing it? You know, what are, are you still feeling severe pain and so on? So the thing with trigeminal neuralgia mm -hmm. is it's on and off. So a couple months ago, I wasn't taking any tablet at all and I was not feeling any pain. But mm -hmm. probably a month ago, pain come back. Full force. So I had to get the tablets. And when I take them, yes, it helps put me to sleep immediately. Helps with the pain. But there will be times when I get a jolt. I'll be mm. talking and I'll get a jolt of pain or I get a burn and stuff. It helps tremendously, but there will be times when it doesn't. And the thing oh. with trigeminal neuralgia, it is, it's different for everybody because there are stories where persons say that they take the tablets, they don't help at all, which is why, you know, it's also called the suicide disease. Suicide. Mm -hmm. That is another thing that I could not manage to see that the first thing I saw when I looked it up, it's called a suicide disease. Because right. persons that, you know, the tablet doesn't help X, Y, Z, they get depression, anxiety. And because yeah. it's not very known, not all persons catch it immediately. So we, um, some doctors will tell you that it's, you know, psychiatric illness. They think that you're literally going mad or mm -hmm. it's too fake, like my situation or something. And or sinus. I was reading and someone was, right. Mm -hmm. So what? persons so, just give up. Give up. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot do this wow. anymore. And it's time. Just time. Yeah. Especially if you're not diagnosed correctly, you know, you, you go about taking out all your teeth and nothing helps, you know, you don't know where to turn. And because of the expense too, to see a neurologist mm -hmm. is not cheap, you know. It's not cheap at all. Yeah, and, and to see a dentist is not even cheap. So paying to see a dentist, taking out all your teeth, and then pay to see a neurologist. Some persons may not be able to afford it, and we, we understand that perfectly. But what you mentioned the suicide disease, which I didn't mention before, and I want to touch on that for a bit. You researching, see, the first thing that comes up, because when I research, I saw it too. You know, it's known as the suicide disease. That must bring some... Um, you know kind of trigger something in you when you see that and you know that, that it's unpredictable it may attack you anytime anything you do it could attack you you don't ever have to do anything and it can attack mm -hmm. you you know having that knowledge and knowing that for some persons the medications do not work do you how do you kind of manage this psychological effect of this to really say all right i need to keep positive i need to keep in a good spirit because I don't want to go here. I don't want that to be my fate. You know? How do you deal with this? So seeing suicide disease. I've been mm -hmm. through a lot of things in this life. But suicide has never been the answer to any of those. For religious beliefs and for the reason that I cannot do that to my family. And I cannot mm -hmm. do that to my friends. So... Yeah. I have to find a way to deal with it just mm. some other way. But seeing suicide disease, 
And then knowing that I fell into depression in 2018, 2018 when CAPE preparations just start. Nardia, I tell you, worst time in my life. I remember asking my brother how I reacted during that time. And he said that I literally resembled a zombie. I was in my room. I did not get up out of my bed unless it was to take a shower or to drink water because I wasn't eating either. We, I wasn't eating because everything triggers the pain. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I only get up out of my bed to shower. I'm I'm going through this. Meanwhile, I'm doing Cape. I'm praying for Cape. Mm-hmm. Cape, Cape time. You know, so I final year, I was at see So a final yeah. year, Cape, final time. It was horrible. I could not study. I could not focus. I, I was literally just existing in this world. Wow. Pain nonstop. No matter what I did, I was feeling this pain. And at this time, you know, so I got diagnosed in 2019. So I wasn't taking the medication that I got at that time. So I wasn't, we never have no medication. None. Right. You never knew what so, it was still. I'm there. Thus I got through it and all these things. Mm. I went to school ready for CAPE every day that we had CAPE, the exam. I went to school. Persons look at me. Persons said, I don't like how you look. Then she persons who weren't seeing me over the phone, then I shame and I hear from you what happened. I'm good, I'm all right. Let's go through a tough time. Nobody knew unless you were in contact with me or seeing me. It was the worst time in my life. And I questioned God a whole lot. I asked God, God, why me? Why me? Why I forget? You could have like. I literally said this to God. You couldn't like give me diabetes so we know so we can actually, you know, find mm-hmm. a cure. Regulation, yeah. This disease literally has no cure. There is no, even the, the, the um, surgery that is a microvascular decompression that persons do. Persons might do it and they don't feel any pain for 15, 20 years, but it comes back. Some persons do it, they feel the pain in six years. If you understand the nature of the surgery you wouldn't want to bet on it because doing that surgery is basically removing shaving off your hair and they remove a portion of your bone in your skull behind your ears and they insert a piece of teflon between the blood vessels that might be um rubbing against the trigeminal nerve Mm -hmm. brain surgery and all them something there not i when we hear them from there, not I. So, so it's not out a long time. So it's not an it's option not, for you then not to do option. the surgery. What about you? Bad. I mean, it's an invasive surgery, you know. Um, I can understand why you would be troubled or unsure as to or decided not to not to go there at all. I, mm-hmm. You mentioned injection, though, earlier as a way that they try to manage the, the disease. Have you ever thought of that? Or what's, what results have yes. your research um, provided 
as it relates to the effectiveness of the injection? So, because this disease is not well known in Jamaica, and not a mm -hmm. lot of neurosurgeons or neurologists um, suggest those treatments because probably they just don't know. How they don't know. Just my neurologist, Freddie Freddie, I don't know. But I do plan to get second opinions. But I know that some persons do um, acupuncture. They stick the needles in different parts of your face. I think that is so, um, you know, kind of numb the nerves or something mm -hmm. like that. But at the end of the day, it still come back. It still come oh. back. So nothing is at nothing is at total or perfect fix. Nothing at so all. Spend money on it and do it. Might as well just take the medication and go and go through. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, so is there is there a possibility for it to just ever go away? You know, I, I just have not stops? heard a case. I have not heard a case where it just stops. Oh, because it's something you have to live with forever. Live forever. Wow! Oh my so, gosh! Even when I just started feeling the pain in grade eight, 2013, mm -hmm. um, I, I was in class. I remember the day that I started to see it. I was in class and I just started to feel this burning sensation. And it's like somebody was literally just jabbing me with I mm -hmm. in my left side of my face. And I was like, what is this? And then I, start, I felt it like for a couple months and then for a year stopped. A year it stopped and then it just come back and then for a year again it stopped and then from that time it has been there and it stops like a couple months or two or whatever but it comes back. I don't know when it's going to happen you don't know anything that is what I, I just have to be extra careful I can't talk too loud I can't move too hard you mm -hmm. understand it literally yeah. affects my lifestyle I think so it affects everything you want to do I sing a so, lot at church I sing a lot at school sometimes never tell them say you know I can't come in I can't sing because I'm feeling sick yeah 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 oh my gosh so it affects the quality of life you're able to live mm -hmm. and and I know you like to sing so and you have to put off that or you know cancel or something like that Oh my gosh, Dana. Um, <laughs> Lord. So what are the months like when you feel no pain at all? What do you do? You know, what are the months like when you don't feel anything? Such a glorious time. I just want to run and jump off a mountain. I just want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fly because... I think if you, you if I, I think when I just started to feel it in 2013, it was hell. There were days when I fall asleep on the floor because I just tried to curl up in a ball, try to find anything to try to relieve the pain. It was horrible, but I think over the years I've gotten used to it. It's, it, it doesn't make it less painful, yeah. but I've gotten used to it. So when the pain goes away, Lord, I just want to thank you phrases lift up you know those yeah. excitement because and it's because i know that i have to enjoy that moment because it will be back soon yeah 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 so you do all you can all you love to do mm -hmm. and i encourage you to do that sing every time they call you to church you go out to sing because you know it's unpredictable you don't know when it might come again to do all the things you love when you get that kind of break you know and you said that you kind of get used to it 
that's nothing to get used to. You know what I mean? It's really nothing to get horrible, used to. But it's your way of coping and, and surviving. And I know you're spiritual. What what part does this really play in allowing you, helping you to cope? I think that I have accepted that this is just a thorn in my flesh. Mm-hmm. When it just started, I questioned God a lot. I, I questioned his love for me. I questioned a whole lot of things. I, there were times when, during the time when I was depressed, I did not spend no time with God. I put him on the back burner. I say, you say over the suckers, obviously you know me, me no good. Mm-hmm. That is what I went through. But no, I've accepted that this is just a thing that I have to go through. And yeah. I'm still praying that I don't have to go through it for my entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have to let God lead the way. And I have to accept that, you know, this is probably for a purpose, for a reason. And, uh, you know, one day it will all be revealed. And uh, I'm just going to let him help me through it right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to ask you, as you talk about future, is, is it, a, is it a, a, a condition that can be passed down to other generations, like perhaps children that you have? Or, no, you know, Okay, okay, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Um, <laughs> Dana, oh my gosh, it is a lot. It is a lot because the reading, I mean, I read it and I, under, I, I understood what it was, you know, or what it really is. But hearing you speak about it, the depression and so on, it, it's real. It's really hitting home for me or allowing me to understand so much more of what it's really about. But my question, though, we're, we're Jamaicans, and I don't know if it's a Caribbean or a Jamaican thing or what, but I know that we kind of like to lean to herbs, you know, for, for some assistance or to help us when we are um, different ailments and so on. Have you ever considered that? Or has any, have you ever told your story to anyone and they thought, okay, Dana, try this man, boil a bush there and it'll work, you know? Have you ever had any of those encounters? The thing is, uh, I haven't read about any herbal mm-hmm. herbal fixes. I don't mm-hmm. know of any. And then the thing is, um, there again, there is no, there's not much research. Research, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like in Jamaica, or you know, it's not mm-hmm. a very well known disease. So to take herbal. You know, suggestions to persons is very risky when most and, persons probably would know about it. Yeah, and right, because I was going to say too that if you ask them about her, even herbal persons, you know, um, if you even ask them about um something to help with this or whatever, they may not even know the name, you know. So they may not even be able to truthfully give you something that they think could genuinely work. You know, because they don't know, they don't know of it. And uh, when you mentioned that there's not a lot of research and a lot of knowledge surrounding this condition in Jamaica. And interestingly, I saw an article in the Gleaner. It was written in 2013. And 2013 was the time you started to feel the pain, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the article said something about, let me, let me just be um, sure. Okay, so I think 2013 
I think it was recognized as World's Trigeminal Neurology Day or something or Awareness Day. You know, and that's really when they started some work on it. But it's not Caribbean-based work, you know. It's really in the United States. When I was reading, I saw that over 150,000 persons are affected by it annually. And that's only in the United States. And of course, you're in Jamaica, so I'm sure there are exceptions. Other parts of the world, persons grappling with the same thing. You know, and, I, and this is why I'm so happy that you're willing to share your story, even though reflecting it might be very hard, given all you've gone through. It might be very difficult for you. But I'm so happy that you found the courage to do it because the next time someone feels a toothache or what is presume, presumed to be a toothache, of course, they can, if it's not working, they're taking out the teeth and it's still not working. Of course, if you can, if you have the means to, you can seek other knowledge and other um, opinions. So, of course, you can understand what really is happening. Um, we, we given that it affects your quality of life. And I remember when I was talking to her, at least how I found out about this, I was talking to you and it sounded as though we, we laugh and we talk and so on. So I'll ask you like, they know why I eat, you know, because your mouth sounded a bit full. And it was in asking you that you told me I'm not eating anything. It's the, um, I'm supposed to take my medication. You know, and I was a bit shocked. And that's when you told me really what was happening. And I didn't mean to be insensitive. Let me say it. I didn't mean to be insensitive at all. I didn't know what was happening. And we would poke jokes with each other, no one there, and so on. So I think it was okay for me to ask. But sometimes the questions we ask, we don't know what it is digging up for some persons and the kind of emotions where our wounds were opening up for them. You know, is this, is the, is it readily recognized by persons? Like, okay, so just like how I thought you were eating then, are, do other persons like ask this question? You know, they know what are you eating? Are they know what's wrong with your face or anything like that? Are there other persons who readily do this? Yes, there are persons. Like, if you're not in my circle, but I still mm -hmm. talk to you, persons will ask, or it's not even how I sound to. It's because I sometimes rub my face. So when I can't oh. find evil for the medication, sometimes I rub mm. my face. So there might be times when hair is becomes black because of how much oh, I one rub side my of your face becomes black. It becomes black. There was a time, I think in 2018, that I rubbed it so hard, hair was black, and half my eyebrow was gone. Because this is how I rub my face. Uh -huh. I try to get it to stop. So half my eyebrow, I know so I already not have much. Have so much. Half my eyebrow was <laughs> yeah. gone. So they might see wow. that, they might hear it over a voice note or over a call. They might see how I set my mouth because you know, kind of print it up or you know. And so that eases that eases the pain. How you do your mouth, that eases the pain. It makes it stop, but it's going to come back. Mm. So I just want oh. it to stop. So I rub it to try to stop. But um, um, what was I going to say? You're saying you're rubbing so, your face if it's recognized by persons easily. Yeah, and uh, sometimes I'm in conversations and I just stop talking. And they will realize I'm have to say, you know, mm -hmm. because of how painful it is. Sometimes I'll stop mm -hmm. singing when I'm on the first team or choir. 
the persons recognize that. And mm-hmm. because they might, because it's not life-threatening like cancer and some people might belittle the problem. Mm-hmm. But this issue cannot be belittled when it affects your lifestyle. Persons okay. literally isolate themselves. I'm an introvert already. So when this mm. was fresh, I isolated myself from everyone. I literally didn't want to go anywhere because mm-hmm. my bad vibe, me feeling pain and all that, go about from everybody else. You understand? Yes. And I'm not that type of person. You know, so once I'm in a crowd, get a dead with laugh because I love yeah. my people. <laughs> that's, true, that's true. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. So I had I isolated myself. I, you know, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted it to stop. There was a time when I just didn't want to be here, but I wanted it to stop. So persons have kind of belittled it because it's not, you know, those popular. Or it's not noticeable. You know, they don't are in terms of, they're not able to see it. Okay, it's not showing on your skin or, okay, so it's bad. You know what I mean? You are the only Mm -hmm. one feeling the pain. Right. So, so, so. and I've never Do you been take the, the time to, to, to kind of educate some persons who may ask? Yes, I do because mm-hmm. again I have to I have to recognize that it is not very well known. So I mm-hmm. take my time to let them know that you know this is what I'm struggling with. I have a chronic pain. Mm-hmm. The name is trigeminal neuralgia. This is how I feel. So when I say that I'm okay, it might not be you're okay. I'm just yeah, but it's with okay within this given moment, given what you have to live with. Right. Okay. Understand. Did, did yeah. persons isolate themselves though? You said you would isolate yourself because you don't want your bad energy or vibe because of the pain you're feeling to affect anybody else's energy or the energy within a space. Do persons isolate themselves because they, they may not want your bad energy to rub off on them? The thing is, I've been blessed with some very understanding friends. So, mm-hmm. and again, some of my friends probably don't know that I struggle as much with it because I don't show it and I don't talk about it a lot too. But some of them that who are very close understand that there are days that I just don't want to talk. I don't, I can't take a call. I, you know, and they understand yeah. that there will be other days that they try to push me and say, you know, come let us go X, Y, Z. But when I yeah. do refuse, they say, okay, I understand xyz so i'm very grateful for those friends, friends but mm-hmm. at the end of the day i still have to you know try to push and try to um let others know who might not really understand the situation that you know mm-hmm. this is something that i really cannot do and i need you to respect that you know mm-hmm. yeah i won't right. be able to be there all the time all the mm-hmm. time and i i get that i mean you said you don't show it and you don't really talk about it and it's so true because i never I never, I had no idea. I had mm-hmm. no idea that you were, I mean, we all have things that we grapple with, you know what I mean? But to say you are dealing with this pain constantly, it's not something I could have could have seen or recognized that Dana was in pain. You know what I mean? Anytime we talk or, and so on, we crack through jokes and life goes on and we're happy and we're good. But we I didn't really. For three years, right? Yeah, and I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing, and I'm sure most persons in the class never knew either. Still don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're in a class for three years. We did projects together. I had no idea until recently I asked Dana why in your mouth, you know? And, and she decided to, to give me 
a little bit of her story and her journey, you know, and oh my gosh, I, I wish that you continue to pray, you know, you're a believer and I'm happy that your faith has been restored and you can kind of lean on that. And as we talk about faith being restored, it's kind of your cushion, you know, to kind of allow you to move on. But what is the support like from family or at least what would you, how important is this kind of support for you to continue the journey and not get into a state of depression and so on again? I think for persons with trigeminal neuralgia, it is very important for them to have support, yes, from family and friends, but it is very important to have understanding friends and family, because persons can be there, you know, to say that they support you and they can be there for you, but there, sometimes you can literally do nothing. And I need friends and family who understand that. Though you can do nothing, you know, still be there, still be mm. there to say, you know, I'm praying for you. I hope you get little ease. Yeah. Love me through the pain and don't be, you know, you don't have to feel helpless because you literally can't do anything. You know, giving me an ice pack, not going to do anything. You know, hugging me. You know, I'm not. So like you've got, you've got you some of those ice packs in a, in a little arm sometimes, yeah. you know? Suggested it. Suggested okay. it. I don't, it was so funny. It was so funny. What, you know? <laughs> you have to love me through the pain and be patient mm -hmm. and understand that this is just something yeah. that I have to go through and it's an on and off thing and the medication help sometimes, but Dana Shea will get back to the regular Dana Shea soon. But you just have yeah. to wait a little bit. Yeah. No time. ice packs and no hugs. The hugs can trigger it and so can the ice packs, okay? So none of that. And we are closing. We are coming to the end. And Dana, listen, you've opened my eyes so much of how much I need to be mindful of the things I ask, even I, I don't mean to be insensitive, I don't mean to hurt anybody, but sometimes you just dig up something that people don't want to about, you know? So you hear the food not them out, ignore sometimes because I might something else other than the food. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I just thank you so much. I want to ask you two things before we go though. If you were to just sum it up, a definition for trigeminal neuralgia based on your experience, what would that definition be? So people can really understand what is going on. To sum it, oh Lord. It's pain and agony. It is trying to find the beauty when, when you're surrounded by darkness and suffering. But still, it helps you to be more grateful about the little mm -hmm. things in life. Yeah. It helps you to be, to express more grace to others because mm -hmm. you really never know what people are going through. What people are going and through, yeah. It helps you appreciate sleep more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes it's rare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah to be grateful for the little thing yeah because the little time when the pain stop thank you jesus do all you can do all you can do all the things you love and enjoy you know um what would you say it's it's under researched 
Um, a lot of Jamaicans don't know about it. In fact, I've, honestly, I've never heard about it before you. If you could have a conversation with someone in authority, particularly the health ministry, what would you say to them, especially as it relates to your condition? Do more research. Do more research. Do more research. Try to find a way. Try to develop something that is permanent. And, you know, not everything in this life is going to have a permanent fix. I understand that. But I need to see and I need to feel like there is an effort being placed on understanding this disease and understanding how persons are coping with it. Affected by more awareness on how mm -hmm. to support persons who are dealing with it. Yes. Research, awareness. Then mm -hmm. I'll just take some time to sit down yeah. with some persons, talk about it, how they're coping, what they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on that note, I must say, I'll commend you again for sharing, finding the courage to share such a story. You know, um, I encourage other persons to, it's not easy. It's not, we're looking back at our lives sometimes and some of the things we would have gone through and some we overcome and some we're still going through. It's not easy to talk about them. It's not the easiest thing to talk about. But I, I want to say to other persons, tell your story. If you're comfortable in telling your story, Tell your story. You don't have to tell all of it. You can tell just a piece of it. The persons can get an understanding. Just a piece of it. If you're not okay with coming on camera, you know, write it. Send it to the newspaper. The persons can know what's happening. Because we're asking for more research too. But sometimes we need persons to know so they can be able to research, you know, and, and delve deeper into certain things. Because so many of us, we don't know half of the things that are out there. And we think, of course, it's just one and few things that exist, like the cancer and the diabetes and the hypertension and so on. But there's so much more out there that persons are dealing with. And I say, be sensitive, be thoughtful, you know, and just greet people with a smile, be kinder, be nicer. And if by any way you ask a question that you realize that, okay, it may have done something to this person or at least certain emotions that it don't want to, deal with that at a particular time. Don't be afraid to apologize for that, you know, and take responsibility for that. So Dana, thank you so much. I wish you very well on your journey. You know, I hope you'll find more relief, more months of relief for you and even years of it. And of course, if you should ever choose any other route, I pray that or decide to go any other route as it, term, as it relates to managing this disease, You'll have the finances to do so. You'll have the courage. You'll have the support, you know. And I'm here if you need to crack a joke, you know. I love a good joke. I love to give them myself. So I thank you so much. And I wish you very, very, very well. Thank you for sharing. Thank you and thanks for having me. No problem. And I'll tell everyone we spoke on surviving trigeminal neuralgia. You can research it. It will be available well, this episode, it will be available on YouTube on Sunday, July 4th. You can listen Dana's story 
And of course, you'll hear more about it on our Instagram page, okay? You can follow us on all our platforms uh, at Lived Experiences with Nance and Sugar on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, on Instagram at Lived underscore Experiences and on Twitter at Lived Experiences. We had Dana with us today sharing her story. Thank you, Dana, and thank you so much for listening.